Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, There Is No Greater Love. is the world's leading ailment, and unfortunately it is also contagious, easily caught, and fearfully experienced. The Greek word for worry is merinao, and actually means a divided mind. Worry weakens our ability to act single-minded. It diminishes our power to direct ourselves. Worry sometimes leaves people unable to make even the smallest decisions. 
Thankfully, there's a simple step-by-step cure for the willing patient. First, try prayer. Luke chapter 18, verse 1, we read, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Prayer is one of God's cure for a stressful life. Let's do what the great hymn suggests and take it to the Lord in prayer. Paul encouraged us along the same lines, be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians also suggests the fourth chapter in verse 4, that we should try rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. You may say you're not in a rejoicing mood. You don't feel like rejoicing. While most people let circumstances control them, the verb in Philippians 4.4 makes rejoicing mandatory. It's a command, regardless of your situation. Psalm 37 tells us to try trusting. Trust in the Lord and do good. No amount of worry will resolve your problem, but trust in your Heavenly Father will. Finally, try counting your blessings. Thank God for loved ones, a spouse, a parent, children, friends, and others who are close to you. Since this is Father's Day, let us remind the fathers out there that this is your example to set. You set the mood for the entire family. Rejoice every day. Pray often and wholly trust in the finished work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen now as John Harris sings for us his beautiful song entitled, All My Days. May this life that I live bring you praise. Blessing you and your wonderful ways In the work of my hands and the words that I say I will worship you, Lord, all my days I will sing to your name when I wake Giving thanks for each breath that I take From the first light I see To the last prayer I pray I will worship you, Lord, all my days All my days All my days I will worship you, Lord, all my days All my days All my days I will worship you, Lord, all my days. May this life that I live make you glad. Help me praise you with all that I have. May the thoughts of my heart bring a smile to your face. I will worship you, Lord, all my days every day is a gift from your hand you're the author of all that i am let my story be told in the 
this heart-spoken phrase, I will worship you, Lord, all my days, all my days, all my days. I will worship you, Lord, all my days, all my days, all my days. I will worship you, Lord, all my days, all my days, all my days. I will worship you, Lord, all my days, all my days, all my days. I will worship you, Lord, all my days. You are listed during the morning, which is presented each Sunday at this same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen or to watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Nancy McClellan plays for us on the piano this beautiful song, My Tribute.
The morning of May 8, 1902, broke bright and promising over the island of Martinique in the West Indies. For many of the estimated 30,000 citizens in St. Pierre, its capital, it was just another day. The crater of Mount Pelée, the volcano in close vicinity to the city, was belching smoke and rumbling a little more loudly than usual. But it had fumed and spewed before, and a group of citizens climbed to the edge of the crater, peered into its depth, and returned to report that there was no need for worry. All was well. However, there were some reports of animals fleeing the area and birds abandoning their nest. Plans were made to crucify a pig to appease the god of the volcano. That night never arrived for the people of St. Pierre. Suddenly, the crater of Mount Pelée became a blazing inferno. Flames shot hundreds of feet into the air, and from within the mountain itself came a roar terrorizing every heart. Then, while fire and ashes fell on the city, the volcano erupted in its full frightful force, pushing deadly lava and tons of molten stone down the mountain slopes. Furiously, the fire river gushed in the city, which leaped into flames at its approach. Tin roofs melted and ran through gutters like liquid wax. Before nightfall, St. Pierre was no more. Its estimated 30,000 inhabitants decimated. One man in the doomed city escaped the fiery fate of his fellow citizens. He was Joseph Ludger. And when disaster struck, he was locked in the solitary confinement cell of the St. Pierre prison. Cut off from the rest of the world, he heard what he called the immense and terrible uproar. He felt heat so searing that his skin began to blister and his knees burned as he knelt to the floor to pray. His hands sizzled as they touched the red-hot bars of his cell. He saw the roof of his cell split, and through the opening he could watch the clouds of fire and ashes sweep over the city. Later, two members of a rescue squad heard his faint moaning. They rescued Luger and carried him to a hospital in a nearby city, where after 81 days he was pronounced healed and was able to go into the world and tell of his awful experience. This was a terrible tragedy and came only the barest of warnings. Someday the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back for his church and he is coming without even the briefest of warnings. But for Christians it will not be a horrible experience but one which we look forward with joy. Listen to these words as John DeLapp sings this beautiful song, Five Rows Back. Oh, I really wasn't one for going to church, you see. But I went that night, somehow, in spite of that. They ushered me in with a warm and friendly smile. 
and five rolls back, I said, five rolls back, I remember it well, the story of Jesus, I heard them tell, they told about heaven and warned of hell, and five rows back I said, well the words of the preacher man were arrows of burning truth they pierced my heart as he spoke so earnestly he told how Jesus suffered and how he bled and he died and he did it all for folks like you and me soon the choir was singing just as i am i knew i was lost my life was a shame so i came and was washed in the blood of the lamb from fire back that night I came what a change things are different now peace and happiness fills my heart Jesus walks and talks with me each passing day and I know that through the years of time and through Don't forget the night my sins were washed away. Oh, the choir was singing just as I am. I knew I was lost. My life was a sham. So I came. In the blood of the Lamb From five rows back That night I came From five rows back Praise God, I'm saved Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors will be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion of our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is Christian Fathers. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 through verse 2. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. Today is Father's Day. 
Here in the United States, we officially recognize the third Sunday of June as Father's Day, thanking fathers for their impact upon the lives of their children. Father's Day has become a day not only to honor your father, but all men who act as a father figure. The idea for creating a day for children to honor their fathers began in Spokane, Washington. A woman by the name of Sonora Smart Dodd thought of the idea for Father's Day while listening to a Mother's Day sermon in 1909. Mrs. Dodd wanted a special day to honor her father, William Smart. William Smart, a Civil War veteran, was whittled when his wife, Mrs. Dodd's mother, died in childbirth with her sixth child. Mr. Smart was left to raise the newborn and his five other children by himself on a rural farm in eastern Washington state. It was after Mrs. Dodd became an adult that she realized the strength and selfishness her father had shown in raising his children as a single parent. Sonora held the first Father's Day celebration on the 19th of June, 1910, on the birthday of her father. She was the first to solicit the idea of having an official Father's Day observance. Though the observance of the love and the sacrifices of fathers about her everywhere, her idea of Father's Day crystallized in 1910 through a formal Father's Day petition asking the recognition of fatherhood. So Father's Day was born in memory and gratitude by a daughter who thought that her father and all good fathers should be honored with a special day, just like we honor our mother on Mother's Day. A bill to accord national recognition of, ho- of the holiday was introduced in Congress in 1913. In 1916, President Woodrow Wilson went to Spokane to speak at a Father's Day celebration. He wanted to make it an official recognized federal holiday, but the Congress resisted fearing it that it would become commercialized. In 1924, President Calvin Coolidge recommended that they be observed by the nation but stopped short of issuing a national proclamation. In 1972, Father's Day was made a permanent holiday as President Nixon signed it into law. Just for a few moments, I'd like to share and think upon what President Coolidge said in 1924. In 1924, President Calvin Coolidge recommended the national observance of the day. And this is what he went on to say, to impress upon fathers all the full measure of their obligation and to strengthen intimate ties. Did you notice the words of President Coolidge about 97 years ago? To impress upon fathers the full measure of their obligation. The word impress means to affect strongly, often favorably. The word full, containing all that is normal or possible, complete in every particular. Obligation is the act of binding oneself by a social, legal, or a moral tie. A social, legal, or moral requirement such as a duty, contract, or promise that compels one to follow or avoid a particular course of action. And to strengthen, the word strengthen means to make strong or increase the strength of. We celebrate Father's Day to honor our fathers. There are cards sent, gifts given, family dinners are celebrated, phone calls are made. 
But as a nation, we have neglected and deserted the words of President Coolidge, and we have deserted the words of God's Bible. It should challenge us as a nation to adhere and observe these words. To have a day not just to honor the fathers, but also for the day for the fathers to be mindful of their obligation and responsibility to their children. Here's a poem that people hear a lot of, and it comes from an unknown source. To become a father is not difficult, but to be a father is. As Christian fathers, are you walking in the light of the path of the righteousness of God? On this Father's Day, all fathers should be recognized. But we need to heed to the word of God in our lives. We need to remember the words of President Coolidge. To impress upon fathers the full measure of their obligation. That part of Father's Day is not just recognizing the fathers but to impress upon the fathers the full measure of their obligation. The full measure, not just providing financially for their families, but what about spiritual leadership, moral guidance, not just sending them to Sunday school or church, but taking them. On this Father's Day, Christian fathers need to be examples to their children, examples of showing them the importance of having God in their life, the importance of the Word of God, and an example of how Christ can be living through an individual. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. Proverbs 17, verse 6, Children, children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children are their fathers. Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 4, And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And certainly, we'd like to extend to all Christian fathers a happy Father's Day, praying that you are an example to your children and that you are allowing the love of Christ to be seen in and through you. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior? Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Won't you believe and trust Him right now, right where you're at, before it's eternally too late? been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received a real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Morning in my heart.